season or as we say in the business the 0102 season <laughs> is that what we say that's what nice. we say that's what we say yeah so, nonsense oh bit of nonsense so this time last week mate more or less give or take a shilling um oh no it was the start of this week liverpool got the trophy dead quick yeah what did you think um well we knew it was coming didn't we it's been it's nice to see them actually get it. Um, I think it's as good as it could have been, considering there was no fans there. They were sort of like celebrating to the cameras, and it was nice that the families were there. So they had someone to sort of show the cup off to. Wasn't it so all? You can see that they were. You can see they were general, general, what? It was, didn't they come across as scripted and fake and trying dead hard because the cameras were there? They just kept having to go. Whoa! Like that, at, at no one in particular. Um, toward yeah, towards the end, you could see there was sort of like, what well, again? I've got to raise it again. Yeah. But the the initial lift, you could see it was pure elation. Couldn't they? Couldn't they have selected like a lottery for season ticket holders? Um. Um. Yeah, but you know what scouts is like. If you got if you got picked, if you got one of those tickets. It would have been on fucking eBay for seven grand, eight grand, ten grand. But it can't be, can it? Because you would have had to have isolated and you would have had to have had a test to say that you're clear. And then on the night, you would have had to do a screen and you would have had to have taken your ID and everything like that. You could have had 500 fans in the Annie Road end only for the trophy, not for the game, just for the trophy raise. And yeah. They could have come in one side of Annie Road and went straight back out the other side of Annie Road. Yeah, they could have, but then that's opening the floodgates in it to the rest of the games. They could have said, well, why can't we do that? The lower divisions, their last games, why can't we do that? Oh, no, but they wouldn't have been there for the game, only the trophy lift. I don't know. Yeah, but, then, yeah, it, but like, th- there's going to be no fans next season, is there, for the foreseeable? Maybe not the whole season, but definitely the beginning of it. I mean, look at the FA Cup final this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> The flagship, world famous. You know, everyone who's anyone says the history of the cup. Well, the yeah. history of the cup. You know, people are starting to say now, "Oh, this shouldn't have took place. This shouldn't have took place." Well, we shouldn't have kicked the ball after Hillsborough either, but we were made to, and yeah. we it didn't feel right. And to a degree, I'm not saying football didn't have to get back to playing, but for me, the trophy lift. It, it, it didn't have to be all that. We're going to get mocked mercilessly. The one time we win the league is to an empty stadium and fake scripted uh, trophy lifts. That's how I felt. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I was I was waiting to cry in my eyes out when we won the league. And because of everything that's gone on, 
it was just like, yeah, we've yeah, we've won the league, yeah. You know, it's, it's like in like eighty nine. No, I think a lot of it was there was no climax. There was no climax to the season. We knew from fucking basically Christmas we'd won the league. That's because we were boss. So there was no, it was no like last game of the season, even the second or third to last game of the season. We've known for so long the elation, the build up of all that pent up weight and adrenaline had all been dispelled by the time we actually lifted the trophy. Yeah, and fear of our impending doom, um, no doubt. With any luck with this second spike hitting Europe, <laughs> they'll cancel the, uh, the Champions League. Oh, we'll, be, we'll, be, uh, we'll be reigning champions for another season. They'll just move it into England. They are so desperate. I mean, I was listening to a podcast um, on my bike this morning and Scottish football kicks off this weekend and Scottish football needs the fans to survive because yeah. saying the testing for the players per club is approximately £10,000 a week and the clubs are having to pick that up themselves. They get a pittance of TV money. It's a joke of a league anyway. You know, they should. To me, Scottish football needs to consolidate itself and make it into two leagues of 20. And so you're not playing. But the rich, the, the, the top tier, the Premier League, has Rangers and Celtic going to their stadiums like four times, isn't it? Because they'll play yeah. each other twice. Yeah. Yeah. So when Rangers and Celtic rock into town, all the ale houses are full, all the local, you know, the, the away ends bouncing, yeah. brings in a load of money. Whereas if it was Livingston, no disrespect, or whoever is in Scotland, our broth, Forfar, or Queen of the South, um, <laughs> getting all Scottish there. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not going to rock into town. You know, you get a couple of hundred rocking into town as opposed to a couple of thousand. So it's just all, all, all done on greed. For me, this is the time now to make a great British league and to go into sections, the north section, the south section, the east section, the west section, the east side, the west side. Mm, I don't mm-hmm. know about that Oh, it won't happen. It won't happen. Now, I mean, you're right. Now's the time where things can be trialled. Well, I don't think it'll go as extreme as that. I mean, I know you put... Was it a tweet you put out saying, how would you change the league now? Oh, no, it was in there, the Half and Half Scarves podcast um, Facebook group. Uh, yeah, if you had a magic wand. Yeah, I was just trying... And I haven't put my opinions across yet of how I would improve football because I've been on nights this week and my head's a bit fucking muggy. So I haven't been able to sit there and, and verbalise what I want to say. But... Yeah. I mean, I put my thoughts down. Yeah, and I was glad I was glad to see that you actually took some time. I could see that to... Um, just that I, I mean, I, I didn't spend any time to be honest. It's just the thoughts. Well, how would I change it? And they were the things that popped into my head straight away. Mm. About obviously the the cost of basically salary cap. Um, what else was it? A transfer cap, transfer fee cap. Um, the league cup. Premier teams don't get involved, so it gives the lower teams a chance to. Win us, win silverware, and 
the Premier League, you know, they don't play them extra games, so it gives them time to rest. Um, if the VAR shows it's a definite dive, it's an automatic red card. Yeah, I like I like that one. I like that one a lot. Well, I mean, if the, if there's no doubt at all that the guys has thrown themselves to the floor with no contact, fucking you're off. Because it's the biggest disease going through the game at the moment. Well, it has been for the past five, six, eight years. I mean, they're taught from kids' age now, aren't they? You know, professional yeah. clubs. If you feel any contact in the box, fucking drop to the floor. That's because statisticians got involved with football. Yeah. Basically. All right, I'm just going to speak from the heart then now. Just what comes into my head. So, on the pitch itself. Oh, go on, go on. Oh, go on. Oh, right. Go, go. On the pitch itself, you know a bang on about stopping the clock. Yeah. I'm all for stopping the clock. As you said the other week to me, either off air or on air, not for every single thing. When it goes out for a goal kick um, or corners, any anything that is now where football, you can be exploiting time wasting. Right. So if there's yeah. a, free, a free kick, a substitution, a penalty... Because why is the clock why is the clock counting down while the referee's gone penalty? Everyone's gone fucking hell referee, fucking hell referee. Yeah. Then even even a few times, even a few times when the referee does go to the the pitch side TV and he's having a look at an instance, he could be there three or four minutes. Clock's still ticking. You're right. And you don't get that three or four minutes back at the end. You get his version of the three or four minutes back in the end. Every yeah. substitution is supposed to add 30 seconds to the end of the game. Does that actually take place? Really? So whenever there's a substitution, the clock stops. Just stuff like that, right? But not for the little quick free kicks on the pitch. When, you know, but as long as you're clear on that, that'll revolutionise the game because then your dive and goes out the window because that's yeah. time wasting. And so you'll get a, a red card and you'll get... But then I would also... Um, they're trying to force through this five substitutions. So that means the richer clubs who have got, like Klopp uh, and Guardiola, who've got these systems in place that everybody knows their job. Even in the whole squad, they know their job. Yeah. So you can take Wijnaldum out and you can put whoever in in his place and he knows exactly what job he's got to do. Yeah, well, that's unfair. That's just making it easy for the, the richer clubs, isn't it? Imagine if you're Burnley and you, or, no disrespect to Burnley, but you've given your all to keep Liverpool at nil-nil for 60 minutes and then you look over at the bench and there's Mane, Firmino, you know, and Salah all coming on the pitch, and you're just like, yeah. oh god. Yeah, you know, exactly. That, there's no, I don't agree. That rule can't come in. That's just not fair at all. So I would, maybe I would go with less substitutes, but rolling substitutes, so players could come on and off. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. That I'm just thinking. But then on the bigger thing, um, I would streamline the leagues. I would have a bit of a north and a bit of a south division going on, but in proper league football, not non-league football, to help the smaller clubs down at the bottom. But then as well, we're in this world now of streaming. This lockdown has proven one thing. Every football match can be shown live every single game. So Mr. Miller over there on the Whirl is a Liverpool fan. He's got an Apple TV or he's got a smart TV. 
he pays for the Liverpool app, right? Tenner a month. You're guaranteed every Liverpool game because you can't go to match because you haven't got a ticket and you're not likely yeah. to go to match. Do you know what? A tenner, a tenner. Did you say a tenner for the season? Tenner a match? Tenner a match. So or yeah, tenner I'd a month. I'd even, I'd even charge more than that. You pro- well, now you TV would sell, you would, is... You would sell. I mean, okay. Liverpool, the sellouts every game. There's thousands who can't get tickets. So I would quite happily pay... I was going to say um, face value, probably not face value, obviously, but say 20 quid a game. I think that's a fair price. 20 quid a game to watch it live. That's okay. That's that's if you're going to be a law-abiding citizen. Now to you know, me. as well as everyone else probably listens to this, is you can get any match you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. Now TV is 15 quid. And you get 24 hours and they give you six sports channels. So the big Sunday match, you can pay 15 quid and you'll get 24 hours of, t- of football. And the f- so if you do it right, you'll have the Formula oh, really? One weekend. Yeah, yeah. So that's come down. That's come down since last time I saw it. So I would, I would price it somewhere around for me. Think of the monthly fee. So 20 quid a month. But that gets you every single game, right? What it gets you is a Liverpool app with, but it also gets you their version of Sky Sports news. So it'd be a Premier League news. And then in another box, you would get their version of highlights of match of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So you could watch all the other matches at a certain time after all the games have played. Because don't forget, all these games could just play in real time um, when they're supposed to kick off and you're just watching it live. But you've got access then to watch it in real time as and when well, like you... When you watch the Sky Sports News during the games and uh, they go, let's go to Tomo and he's, he's describing what's just happened. You're right, they could just show that. Let's go over to Sellers Park where there's been a, a goal or there's a penalty instance, let's go to Goodison where this has just happened and actually show it. Even even what you're saying there could be another another monetization. So you could have Tomo just describing it or for an extra two quid a month, you could have every goal in the Premier League in real time. But you'd also have access to the match of the day style show. But say you're a Liverpool fan, but... It's the Manchester Derby this weekend. And you've watched the Liverpool game, but you want to watch the Manchester Derby as well. So what you do then is you pay a tenner to watch the Manchester Derby within your Liverpool app. Yeah. But then that goes across all, all, the, all, the, all the games, all the clubs across the entire of football. So if you're like... Luton Town, they still have a fan base, would they? So let's let's keep it simple. Let's keep ten pound per month to get the Liverpool app. Does that ten pound go to Liverpool, or does that ten pound? Does everybody's ten pound to everybody's club go into a pot, and that pot get distributed fairly around the league? Potentially, but there's also there's always been growing concern within the industry of breakaway clubs like Barcelona um, 
Real Madrid, Liverpool, no doubt, Man United, who want their own TV deal. Well, yeah, but that's where they're all saying there's going to be a Super League. And there is, to a certain extent, already a Super League. We all know you could name the top six teams every season. One of them is going to be in a Champions League. Well, two of them are going to be in a Champions League final. Okay, so and say... until they change these rules, like what Man City just got away with. Bam. If Man City hadn't got away with that, that would have made people sit up and go, oh yeah, we better change the way we're thinking here. We can't just go and do whatever we want. So what about if 50% of the money from the app sales went to the individual clubs, but then the rest of the money... So Liverpool, say they got a million ten pounds a month coming in. That's 10 million quid a month. And the, they get five million of that. But then they put into the pot five million because they're a big club, 50%. Whereas yeah. Luton Town down at the bottom, they might only get... 10,000, 10 pounds a month. Because to your club, to you personally, your matches for your club is worth 10 pounds a month. So they would put in, say they got 10,000. There's theirs, there's whatever that is. Ten, what's, oh, that's 100,000. So they'd put it, they'd get 50,000. And they'd put 50,000 in the pot. But yeah. they're getting a share of Liverpool's 5 million. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be obviously the lower clubs that aren't going to be able to, aren't going to get the same sorts of sales as your Liverpool and your Man United. But they've they've got they've their got, own a, they've got to come to an agreement before. They're going to say, okay, whatever you sell to your club, you keep fifty percent of that. The other fifty is going into a pot, and of that pot, that's getting fairly distributed behind around the whole league, mm. so that everyone's getting a fair cut. But you're right, the bigger clubs are going to go. Well, hold on, why should we share it? It's, is, it our, is it our fault that 30,000 people have joined our app and only 500 have joined Everton? <laughs> well, the Everton fans have asked Everton to pay them. <laughs> but imagine like a lower league club, if they knew that that money was coming every month. Boom, well, that's it. It's going to bring it's gonna bring revenue to the lower clubs, which is needed. So I've just but, fixed football. You know yourself... When you go abroad and Liverpool are on the telly, you, it's on, isn't it? Whatever you are abroad, it's on. You don't pay for it, it's there. It's in the pubs or whatever. Yeah. So do them telly companies pay Liverpool for the television rights? Well, this is where the Premier League sells the rights around yeah. the world. So, so is so... that going to stop their revenue? If there's an app out there that you can buy? Yeah, yeah, it would all be part of it. It would all yeah. be part of the... The Premier League would still exist, but they would basically get the 50% that they were putting back into the pot. But that app would be worldwide, potentially a worldwide app. That would just... Yeah. So I've literally just fixed football. You've just saved football. As a Liverpool fan, I would be paying to watch my own club, but I would also be supporting other teams. And I have Sky Sports now because I sort of get it in my package. But I don't watch 90% of football that I'm paying for because it's not Liverpool. Yeah. I couldn't give a flying fuck that Grimsby are playing fucking Swansea on a wet Wednesday night in February. Yeah. Fucking, who's in charge of the FA now? Is it still Bert Miller? Get on to him. 
It's Steve Apple in charge, as Donald Trump calls him. Tell you what, I you oh, talking about ball, the ball not going out, you know, saving, stopping the clock and all that. The one I thought of when you mentioned that was you knowing the goalie gets the ball and you're only supposed to have it like three seconds, is it, or five seconds, is it now? Something like that. I reckon as seconds, soon as the goalie, as soon as the goalie picks it up for a little bit of excitement, there should be a beep over the uh, the PA. Beep, 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 and if the ball hasn't been released, fucking free kick. Oh. <laughs> like that. As soon as he picks the ball up. Yeah, if the... it hasn't gone by the free kick. And you're what? sent off and it's a penalty. You get three penalties. <laughs> and that free kick was brought to you by Channel 4's Countdown. <laughs> so right. that's the end of this podcast. Should we start another one? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, we'll just fly through these. 2001, 2002. They weren't great games, really. Well, it's an iconic... One one of the goals is an iconic goal that is always shown in the showreels of this player's greatest hits. Yeah. Nyop, 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 nyop. Nyop, nyop, nyop. Well, this season, 2001, 2002, both teams, Everton and Liverpool, had two managers. Um, Julier had his... Heart scared, didn't he? So Tomo took oh, over. Oh, yeah. He got manager of month, Tomo. Yeah. And um, Walter Smith, after a 1-0 defeat by West Ham, was sacked and David Moyes took over. Oh, the start oh. of Moyes. Uh, Arsenal won the league. Uh, they also won the FA Cup. They won a double. Dead quick. Uh, when was the last time Arsenal won the league? 89. No. no. Is it ninety? Oh. Uh, oh. You've just told me they've just won the league in two thousand and one. Oh, you mean prior oh I thought prior to this one? No, no. Won the league. Yes. Because you think of the Arsenal as Premier League champions and all that, don't you? Recently. Yeah. Yeah. Sixteen years ago, mate. So where are we've just done thirty years? Yeah, Arsenal is literally sixteen years ago since he won the league. Just gone like that. Sixteen years ago, just fly by. Don't it shows you. And I think that was the Invincibles. I'm fairly certain it was. Want to talk about the Invincibles? <laughs> so go on, carry on. Um, yeah, they got the double. <clears throat> finished on eighty-seven points. Liverpool finished on eighty points in second. Um, We had a really strong finish to the season. Um, We won 13 of our last 15 games, drawing one and losing one. But Arsenal won 15 of the last 16 games and they drew the other one. Shows you how piss poor the fucking league is. They're the fantastic stars. Um, Liverpool, uh, because we won last season's FA Cup, uh, we, we, yeah, I do. Curtain opener, Charity Shield. Uh, this one was known as the one-to-one FA Charity Shield. Ew. The first one held at the Millennium Stadium in Wales uh, because of the reconstruction of Wembley. There was debut for Risa and Van Nistelrooy. Liverpool won 2-1. McAllister, Owen and Nistelrooy for them. And then, of course, as winners of the UEFA Cup last season, we were in the Super Cup. 
against Bayern Munich. Finished 2 3 to them. Reese and Heskey on the score sheet. I think we were in the ale house for that. <clears throat> With our hose. Um, Scored to make it 3 Yeah, we win a 3 0. Uh, so it was Liverpool's second Super Cup win out of four attempts. Uh, of course, we've won it since. We won it this year, didn't we? So we've won it three times out of five now. Yeah. Five attempts. Um, relegated. Well, who came up this season was Fulham, Blackburn and Bolton. And by the end of the season, Ipswich, Derby and Leicester went down. So this is the first season I can remember doing all these where one of the three that came up didn't go back down the same season. Ooh, which ultimately weakens the league as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we bought Risa, Milan Baros, Kirkland and Dudek. And in the Christmas window, we bought, well, we got an Elka on loan and Abel Xavier from Everton. Out went Christy Zieger to Spurs. And in the Christmas window, Leeds, uh, Fowler went to Leeds and Westerveld went to a Real Sociedad. Everton bought Stubbs, Razinski, and in the Christmas window, window they got Blomquist, um, Tobias Linderoff, and Dave, Dave, I forgot David Ginola went there. Yeah. Me Good player in me. Well, he only had five games for him, but. Uh, and Lee Carsley. Remember last week talking about Gravison? Lee yeah. Carsley was the fellow I was thinking of, the other baldy one. Yeah. Uh, out went Stephen Hughes. Phil Evans, Michael Ball, and then at Christmas they got rid of Thomas Myler. Abu Xavier came to us, and Danny Cadamati went to Bradford. He was their great hope, wasn't he? He was their great hope. And it never, never came to fruition. Unlucky. Unlucky puppy. So the first derby of the season was the 15th of September. Yeah. At Goodison, it was 1-3 to Liverpool. This is this basically we're starting on our journey of um, dominance in the derbies. I think I said on yeah. the last episode, Everton have only won four since then, basically, since the last time they beat us. Yeah, we were, we were definitely one of their bogey teams. They just couldn't get a win against us, could they? They still can't, mate. They still can't. <laughs> so... This game, 15th of September, 3-1. Paul Jerkin. Always Jerkin. Um, 39,000... Well, he likes a Jerkin. <laughs> he likes a Jerkin. Up is Schmerkin. Uh, 39,554. The Everton team. Gerard Unsworth, Watson, Weir, Stubbs, Naismith, Abel, uh, Alexanderson, Thomas Gravison, Campbell, Ferguson... And Gaza is on the bench. Oh, I love Gaza. Rosinski and Hibbert. And then Liverpool is Dudek, Risa, Honcho, Hippier, Carragher, uh, Vignal, Gerard, Haman, Murphy, Heskey, and Owen. So there's some Champions League winners there, strangely. Um, this is Dudek's first game, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Wow. They lost, they lost the previous two games with Vesterveld in goal. So Dudek was given this and he was pretty much an ever-presence the rest of the season. Um, we had McAllister still there and Smeetje. 
come on for Gerard and Murphy respectively. Um, Campbell five minutes one nil Everton. Then Gerard with his iconic goal, right side of the box, smashes it at a fucking bizarre angle. That is, yeah. no one scores from there. No one should score from that angle. Top bins, as they say on Soccer AM. Yeah, smacked it. Give them no chance. I think it's, um, I think it's unworth getting out of the way of the ball. Like yeah. that. Well, it was a missile, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then, after I mean, he, must, he must have been getting stick, mostly from the Everton fans, because he ran to the, he ran to the, uh, you know, their fans. Yeah. Cup in his ear, tongue out. Uh, um, Esky gets upended. Um, looking at it, though, it's a bit of a weak penalty, but a penalty nonetheless. It was a pen, yeah. Uh, Michael Owen slots it. And then Risa just rounds off. Well, still quite early in the second half, the 52nd minute, but I liked Risa. Yeah. Picked her up on the halfway line, didn't he? And just ran the length of the half. I think he got past two, maybe three defenders, um, slotted it. That was his first goal for Liverpool. That was his debut goal. And uh, did his famous shirt over his head and knee slide into the yeah. corner flag. We seen him. What was that funky nightclub that people, all the footballers used to go to back then? We seen him there one night. The news um, bar, was it? The news bar? I'm not down yeah. on all that shit. Yeah, it was the news bar, yeah. We were like, all right, there he's here. He walked in, um, <laughs> walked in in trainees, didn't he? And, Get out of your way. Yeah. And jeans with no socks on. Um, Crazy cat. So, the number one. The number one, mate. Go let's, on let's talk about the number one. This number one is not going in the playlist. Oh, full disclosure? Yeah. I refuse to put Bob the Builder in the playlist. See, I don't agree with what Mr. Lucas has done here. He's... Oh, I'll put it in. If you want me to put it in, I'll put it in. He's modified the way we do it to suit his own means. Come on. (laughs) So you're... Bob the Builder... No, no, that's not... It's not... We're not picking our favourite songs. We're picking the song that was number one during that game. Now, if it's Bob the Builder, it's Bob the Builder. You can't try and be a little bit cheeky and say, I'll take the USA number one this week. Yeah, but we didn't. What was the, the, the one we didn't put in the other week? We did one the other know. week where we changed it to Craig David. Well, that was your choice as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, Bob the Mills is going in then. This fucking hey, do playlist. You know what? What? Do you know what? what? It is... It's the playlist of what song was at number one when the Darby was getting played. It's, it's Mambo Number no. Five by Bob the Builder, man. It's a shite song. But if what about you, Lofty? That doesn't even sound like Bob the Builder. That's not Neil Morrissey. So, yeah. 
All right. Listen, All right. you can't change history. Okay, okay. He's going you can't in. change history. What happened, happened. You can't stop Michael Thomas scoring that goal. It happened. Well, yeah, but you can put a different song in a playlist. <laughs> right, no, okay. I, I think we've got to stick with it. Okay, Bob the Builder's in. as it is. He was only number one for one week. Now, the album which I started to listen to um, wasn't too bad, actually. It was a funk odyssey by... I didn't write who they are. That's it. Yeah, and it is a very Jamaica-sounding album, if you know what yeah, I mean. it's very uh, electro-funky pop, honey. Yeah, it's not a bad little album, actually. I've started... And this is, I've, I keep saying this every episode now, I've started listening to the albums that that we're pulling out and talking about, yeah. because some of them, I didn't even know this existed as an album. But mm. I was like, eh, okay. And I just put it on in the background. Not bad. He was um, famously dating Denise Van Outen, wasn't he? Was he? For two or three years. And apparently they were on the verge, on the verge of taking the step. Bum no, they did have done that. That was the third date. Mm. I was reliably informed. Um, yeah, they were on the verge of marriage and they split. Oh. This year, 2001. It's because of this album? Yeah, it was, this album wasn't a bit its best. She said, listen, Jay. What's his proper name? JK, wasn't it? Yeah. JK listen, Rowling. JK. You're going to have to do better than that, otherwise you're out. So we yeah, are... the second derby. Yes, yes, the yes. Anfield derby. Go, go, go. Uh, the 23rd of February, 2002, which all that, like I've said all along, all Ooh. the... Getting distracted here. I've got uh, this morning on the talking about uh, breast pumps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just oh. ignore me if I'm looking over the screen. Yeah, well, why have you got a breast pump on your left tit? <laughs> Uh, 23rd of February 2002, David Ellery, Chris Ellery. Remember David Ellery? Yeah, he had a funny shaped head. Um, 44,371 watches this game. Um, nil nil at half time, and then Radzinski scores for Everton, puts them 1 nil up. 72 minutes, our new signing on loan. I believe, our great hope, who was, I don't know, God knows why we didn't sign him, because he went on to Man City and everything like that. And Nelke, he he scored the goals at the end of this season to get us into second place. Yeah. Freaking good player in, mate. I liked him. Um, So, Simonson, Peter Clark played for Everton. Um, Pistoni, David Weir, Alan Stubbs, Naismith, Carsley, Gemmell. Janola, Linderoth, Campbell, uh, Gravison on the bench, Radzinski on the bench, um, no Gaza. Hmm. Chris but this is still, Oh, go on. This is still Walter Smith's side. This David Moyes hasn't got it. Yes, he's, he comes in, what, three weeks after this game. Okay, so Chris Kirkland, Stephen Wright, do you remember him? I always used to sign yeah. him on... Um, Football manager, uh, Risa, Henshaw, Hippier, Abel Xavier playing for the Red Men, uh, Haman, McAllister, Murphy, Anelka, and Owen, 
and we had Heskey and Smeacher on the bench. Still, what about sad? Yeah, 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 definitely. Both teams have got players there who you like. Oh, oh, strange. Is um, was Fowler on the bench while playing there? Did you say? No, because he'd gone a Christmas January transfer oh, of window. Course, yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. gone to Leeds on a well, not a massive. I, I, we'd won the league, no, we wouldn't, because we basically did everything we could to win the league, and we still fell short by seven points. But. Now, I don't like putting the the transfer fees in because different sites say different figures. But I, I twelve point seven Leeds paid for him on the, the site I looked at. It was twelve point seven million. It was one of them days. It was a Kenny Dalglish's resign day. It was a Ian Rush has gone to Juventus day. It was one of them days. Yeah, it, it was a. I can remember it like. Um. <laughs> right. So the number one is an. Ask the flower tops. Beefing the flower tops. No, uh, no. <laughs> thank Christ. Uh, is a favourite of both of ours. Is Silla Black? Yeah, Silla Black. Hero by Enrique Inglesias. Enrique. Yes. I hate that bastard. Why? He married my my teenage youth um, ideal woman, Anna Kornikova. The Russian tennis player. Slobber down me knobby bitch. Remember her? She was bloody yeah. stunning, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She never actually won anything on tennis, but she um she was like the, the poster girl, wasn't she? Yeah. And there's yeah. a nice picture of her on the internet where she's on the beach in a bikini in bosoms and um she's adjusting out. She's adjusting a bikini bosom. She's like pulled her out and she's adjusting it from the top. And some dirty pap has got this big 3,000 times lens zoomed in and you can see the uh, little forest underneath there. Oh. I had a nice little pull on them. <laughs> as a little, as a little young boy. Well, you were a grown man by this point, mate. Yeah, but I was pretending. Okay. Well, send me the picture. Because I still had, I still had the penis size of a little boy. <laughs> so that was number one. And the that was the single... Was number one as well, called Escape, and that I was had the album. I had the album, but I had it on pirate because that's all. Because <laughs> you did, yeah, I did. I did, it, yeah. It was a good album. It's, it was one of the. It was one of their albums where whoever you're buying off, it might have been like um, ten CDs for twenty quid, or five CDs for the tenner. So you'd pick three that you wanted, and then there'd be two that you'd like. Oh, I love that one and that one. And Escape was one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to make the numbers up. Just to make the numbers up. Yeah, it was number one for four weeks anyway, that album. So, and again, I didn't listen to this album because I did have it. And I did listen to it a lot. can't believe yeah. I popped the builder in the fucking playlist, man. Oh. Well, like we said, Julie, um, Philly Tomo took over. It's the 13th of October, 2001. So, in between so, these two derbies... Shut up, Alexa. I'm talking to you. Um, 13th of October, 01. So, between the two derbies, it was against Leeds. It was one all. Uh, Julio complained at half-time of chest pains. And he was rushed to hospital. Yeah. And uh, Tomo took over for five months while Julio recovered um, from his emergency operation. Now, what was the game... 
aortic it was a aortic di- dissection. It was a European Cup game, wasn't it? Where he come back out, or was it yeah. a UEFA Cup game? It was a European game, and he was sat there when he and it was like you know allowed to get excited, fucking sit still. Yeah, but the, it, it picked up the cra- the whole stadium was like, oh, yeah. he definitely I used it to cheer the team on. You can imagine, you can imagine going, oh, let's do this for Gerard. Like that, people running through walls and button things. But he was never the I same. Am Sparta. He was never the same. He become paranoid. He he doubted himself. He contradicted himself. He was just I don't know, I've never been in a near death experience, but he was never the same. He's a lovely yeah. man, but never the same as a manager. He lost that. I think when he when he was there with the dual partnership with um Evans. I think a lot of people didn't know how to take him because they didn't really know about him until the story came out that he was at Liverpool University and he used to go and stand on the cop and watch Liverpool and that was it. Then he was one of us. Fuck Evans off. Get Julian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yup, yup, yup. Yup, yup, yup. Right, so I'll whiz through these quicks. You know, we've already been talking for fucking God knows how long. Two days. Right, the Brits this year was hosted by Frank Skinner and Zoe Ball. Oh. Weird combo. Best British female female solo was Dido. Dildo. Always reminds me the first car I ever bought. Well, didn't buy it. I got it. Uh, I was working at Vauxhall's, so I got on the scheme. Brand new Vauxhall Mariva, and that was the CD I bought to play while I was driving <laughs> around. So every time I hear a Dido song off that album, I'm sat in Mariva again. <laughs> the pensioner's car of choice. <laughs> uh, best uh, best British male artist was Robbie Williams again. Uh, best British single, Don't Stop Moving by S Club 7. Oh. I think you were a fan of H. Was he, was he in H? No, he steps. Get it right. Oh, Rachel Stevens. Um, best video was 21 Seconds by the So Solid Crew. Nope. Best album, Dido's No Angel. Classic uh, album. Another one that everyone had on knockoff. And the best newcomer was Blue. BBC Sports Personality of the Year went to Paula Radcliffe. Pissing in a in a marathon. <laughs> Arsenal went Arsenal Wenger won the coach of the year. The European Ryder Cup Heroes won the team of the year. And Everton's Wayne Rooney won the Young Personality Award. Mm, he's still playing now, isn't he? Yeah. He hasn't retired at all. I tried to find the shortlist of who he was against, but I couldn't find anything. He must have just won it because he was the only one in it. Because he was shagging a granny. Because he, he ain't got no personality, boy. Yeah, it is your favourite little bit. Movies. Go ahead. Number five. 007, Die Another Day. Can't remember it. Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Love it. Love it a lot. I love it. I like a lot. I like, I like. Number three, Monsters Inc. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship oh. of the Ring. Now, see, this is number two, but it was released last year, and it was mm. still raking in the fucking big numbers to stay, still stay number two this year. And number one, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the second Harry Potter movie from the franchise. Yeah. Love um, it. 
I've just watched them all with our Eve. They've just finished last week. The, the plan was to watch all seven films in, in one go because somebody's done it like 18 hours. We, I mean, we got to it late. I never watched them as they came out. Um, it was only when we watched the first time with our kids. So, I mean, Becca was born in 2001 and she must have been about 10. Mm. So, we watched it like 10 years after it came out. Oh, they're, they're, they're worth a watch. But when you've read the books and you're burdened with that, they're a disappointment because there's so much. It need, they need rebooting now, the Harry Potter books or the Harry Potter yeah. films as in-depth TV series. Because There's two can... trains of thought, isn't there? People who've read the books, when the movies came out, now they don't want to... F- the, the purists, and they go, I'm not spoiling me experience of the book by watching the film because they're only going to ruin it and then the ones who have read the book and thought i'll watch the film to see what they've done differently yeah and the early films were a lot more faithful to the books but then but they weren't as well so entire characters entire storylines were just taken out for the films but they could be added into a tv series i think each each year for for harry with this seven seasons of 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 Harry Potter, well, and it'd be well, amazing. We haven't seen any of these Fantastic Beasts. Is that is that loyal to the Harry Potter franchise, or is that like a? It's part a of the same. Tangent? It's part of the same universe. So in the films and the books, there's a book uh, and Fantastic Beasts that they all have to have in school. So this oh, is the author. So it's set in like the theatre. It's like a textbook, a school textbook. Yeah, so it's set in the 30s, these films, in the same universe. So Dumbledore's in them as a young man, that type of stuff. Oh, right, so it's a prequel. Yeah, they're all right. They're all right, but they're not burned with books, so they're just films. Oh, right, okay. So they haven't had to follow a certain guideline. No. The, no, first, okay. the first one was all right, worth a watch. The second one... A bit, uh, I need to watch it again. The second one, I've only watched it once. <sighs> so, right. part, I telly, telly in 2002. Um, da, da, da. episode of the bill where six of the regular characters were all killed off in a petrol bomb attack oh. is watched by its largest audience of the year 8.6 million. Huh? Boom. The Osbournes hits the UK on MTV, giving the channel a record audience of 500,000 on Channel 4. Oh, Channel 4 went on to win the British Terrestrial TV rights to the Osbournes, paying them £100,000 per episode. That's massively popular, wasn't it? Small change, that, isn't it? Massively popular, though, at the time. Yeah, it's a boss. Uh, Pop stars, The Rivals. It's on ITV, hosted by Davina McCall and the judges Pete Waterman, Louis Walsh and Jerry Halliwell. It's like every other new programme. It's a fucking talent show now, isn't it? So, come on, who was the two bands? Because did any of them survive? The show created two rival groups, one male and one female, who compete against each other for the Christmas number one, Girls Aloud and One True Voice. One True one Voice. Yeah. One of them made it and one didn't. Wow. Uh, Girls Are Allowed with this year's Christmas number one with Sound of the Underground. And that was the song? Sound of the Underground, yeah. And I bet your One True Voices version of Sound of the Underground is out there somewhere. 
wonder where they are now, One Two Voice. What a silly no name for a band. They obviously, <laughs> they, lost. they obviously split up, like, but... Well, it was a group of them, and only one had One Two Voice. All the rest were shit. I wonder, was one of them a window cleaner now? The other one, like, <laughs> is a bus driver. He's an, uh, he's an extra on Coddy. Ma? Uh, with all these programmes, the BBC jump on the bandwagon with the debut of Fame Academy. Boss. Remember that? Fame Academy. Loved it. Twelve contestants competing against each other for a £1 million recording contract and the loan of a sports car for a year. <laughs> what a prize. Yeah. Uh, presented by Kat Dealey and Patrick Keelty. And the judges were Richard, I'm as nasty as Simon Cowell Park. Cary Grant and David Grant. And uh, Harry Grant. Robin Gibb. I couldn't remember Robin Gibb doing it. I think he did, yeah. <laughs> He's dead now. Um, it was won by, do you remember? Uh, he was Scottish. Yeah. David. Yeah. Can't remember Snedden. this. David Snedden. Where's he David now? Because he had a boss well, little voice. Well, I researched him a little bit. Yeah, because uh, I, I put on Alexa the songs to remember himself, and then I had to look at his Wikipedia, and he's had about six albums out. Has he? Yeah. Oh, he was a good lad. Yeah. Him. It was a good show because they, they taught them how to. You, you watch them in the dance studio. You watch them. Yeah, write all the songs. other ones. Yeah, all the other ones. He just come out and sang the song, didn't he? Yeah. And it's and like the judge was go. You've been practicing this all week. Well, this was showing you practicing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Playing like dance moves. Big Brother. Playing the song. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, it was set in a, um, an academy. <laughs> All in a big the house together, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Boss. But I'm sure... Remember, they... his, remember what his single was called? You probably won't, wow. will you? Stop Living the Lie. I had it, because I'm sure we bought his album on the strength Did of the show, yeah. Uh, it went straight to number one, and he released this first album that went to number five in the UK. And as I say, he released a few more afterwards. Uh, a few more songs that got, like, got into the top 50. I'm going to be... Success. I think they did another series of this, a scaled-back version. And I'm sure that launched Michelle McManus. I think. She I think was, you're right. Things are bell, yeah. She was, she's on Scottish radio now. She's massive Scottish radio presenter. But she was... Um, she won it, and she was, like, dead... Dead Scottish. Yeah, but, I think you're right. It does ring bells. And then it was cancelled. Um, Lamar, Lamar was week. on this. Lamar was on that as well. Lamar. Yeah. If there's any justice in the world. Why did that just come into my head? <laughs> <laughs> um, news. John Leslie is sacked from this morning amongst allegations about rape. Ulrika Johnson had written her autobiography that an acquaintance had raped her while she was 19. I think that must be while she was still a weather girl, mustn't it? Yeah. Um, amid speculation, Matthew Wright let slip on his programme the right stuff that John Leslie was the alleged perpetrator. Matthew Wright and his big gob. Oh, breaking news. Uh, Johnson has never said whether the correct person was named, but you've got to assume that because she never denied it, it must have been him. No, I mean, if it wasn't him, she'd have come forward and said, no, it wasn't him. Everything, do, I mean, I don't think he stood trial for her or anything. But, but he did, he went to jail. Oh, did he? 
How could he? Go, how could he go to jail if she didn't name him? Other, well, other women came forward. Oh, okay. Other women came forward accusing him of indecent assaults. Um, he definitely went to trial, but she never. She left it up to the others to fucking. Well, when was his sex tape? When did that come out with um, that, Abby Titmus? Yeah. Was that after all this or before all this? Um, because he'd just become like a Barrymore type figure, didn't he? Well, he, I don't know whether he did a bit of time and then got out or whether he got off with it. But the story I read was like five years later, he was done for assault again. So, um, read between the lines. Um, in February 2002, Princess Margaret, the Queen's younger sister, died of a stroke age 71. And the following month, the Queen Mother died aged 101. The Queen's not far off. We were in um, the Langdale Chase for the Queen Mother's funeral, me and Kerry having a weekend away. Remember that? Yeah. Just, that just popped into my head. So Queenie had a bad couple of months there. And in uh, 2002, the World Cup in Korea and Japan. England were beaten by Brazil in the quarters, and they went on to beat Germany 2-0 in the final. And they became the only team to win all seven matches in the 32-team tournaments. <sighs> so all the seven games up to the final, they won every single game. Um, and Ronaldo got the gold boot with eight goals. And that, my friend... Is that say blow the whistle? Shitty.